Last week, we looked at Martha and how she showed her love for Jesus by serving Him. This week, we look at her sister Mary. We have three scenes with Mary, and each one has her positioned at the feet of Jesus. Hi, and welcome to All God's Women. I'm Sharon Wilharm, your host for the show, and I am excited to be taking you on a journey through the Bible, focusing our attention on All God's Women. We'll be talking about women you've heard all your life and women you've never heard of. Each has a story to tell, and I can't wait to share them. Together, we'll discover life lessons we can take away from each of these ancient women and apply them to our modern-day lives. Join us each week for the latest episode of All God's Women. We first meet Mary alongside Martha in Luke 10, 39. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. While Martha was busy preparing a meal for Jesus and his disciples, Mary sat at his feet, focused solely on listening to everything he had to say. Of course, Martha found this annoying, since she was having to do all the work, and Mary did nothing. So Martha complained to Jesus about Mary's laziness. Now, Martha would have never gone so far as to complain to Jesus unless she'd already tried unsuccessfully to get Mary to get up and help. Can't you picture the stares, the mouthing, the gestures Martha probably made each time she passed Mary sitting there? But either Mary just ignored Martha, or she was so enthralled by Jesus that she never even noticed. When Martha complained to Jesus, Mary didn't even defend herself. She didn't have to. Jesus did it for her. In verses 40 through 41, he says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. The next time we see Mary is in John 11, after the death of her brother Lazarus. Martha confronted Jesus as he arrived at the outskirts of town. Then she went to get Mary. Then when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. It's the exact same thing that Martha said, but whereas Martha was stoic and deep, Mary was sensitive and sorrowful. In the next verses, we learn that Mary was crying, and Jesus, touched by her sorrow, cried as well. If you grew up in church, you probably heard about the shortest Bible verse, Jesus wept. This is where that verse comes in. The last scene with Mary and Martha is in John 12. It's days before the Passover, and Jesus knows that it's his final days. He came to Bethany, where Mary and Martha lived, and there was a dinner given in his honor. While Martha served and Lazarus dined with Jesus, Mary brought out a very expensive oil, sat down at the feet of Jesus, and anointed his feet with the oil, filling the room with a fragrance. The first time we meet Mary, she's at the feet of Jesus. It's in the role of student. Picture an elementary school teacher with her students sitting on the floor, listening attentively to all she has to say. This is the same type of situation. Wherever Jesus went, He taught whoever would listen. Though there were plenty of times when he stood and taught the masses, 
We truly see his character in scenes like this, where he sat on the floor and taught one-on-one with individuals or small groups. Perhaps the most amazing thing about this scene is that Jesus taught women. Women were not well-respected in the days of Jesus. They weren't considered worthy of being taught. And yet, Jesus taught women. Had he been like other rabbis or religious leaders, he would have focused all his attention on the men and dismissed the women as not being worth his time to teach. But Jesus saw value in women. Now, it's important to note that some translations leave out the also in Luke 10.39, indicating that Martha was only concerned with serving. But both women sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. The difference was that Martha saw the sitting with Jesus as a luxury, and Mary saw it as a priority. It would have been the culturally expected thing for him to agree with Martha that Mary needed to take her place serving in the kitchen rather than listening and learning in the living room. Instead, he declared that Mary had every right to be where she was and that it was better for her to be sitting and learning rather than serving. Like so many scenes we've looked at, this was revolutionary. The next meeting after the death of Lazarus, Mary is initially at home, surrounded by others who have gathered around her to mourn the death of her brother. When Martha tells her that Jesus is on his way, she jumps up and runs to him. Whereas Martha came to Jesus seeking to understand what he was doing, Mary came with no expectations. She wasn't expecting him to do anything. Instead, she just dropped to his feet, sharing her sorrow with him. She knew he loved Lazarus. She knew he loved her and Martha. She knew he understood what they were going through. So she came to him casting her burden on him, knowing that just being in his presence would ease the pain she was feeling. And his heart broke, seeing his precious child hurting so. Jesus knew that he was going to bring Lazarus back to life. He knew what was in store, and that soon there would only be tears of rejoicing. But he saw the suffering that his child was going through in the here and now. And he felt her pain, and he joined her in weeping. What a beautiful picture of the compassion he has for each of us. Mary didn't have to spew out words explaining what she was going through. She didn't have to articulate what it was she was feeling. He knew exactly how she was feeling, and he wept with her because that's what she needed at that moment. Then in John eleven forty five, we see that many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did, believed in him. Through Mary's time of sorrow, through her suffering, lives were saved. The final scene with Mary is at the dinner with Jesus and his disciples. Some Bible scholars try to say that the scene with Mary anointing Jesus' feet is the same as the anointing woman we studied earlier. But there's nothing to indicate that at all. These were two different women in two different situations and scenarios. In this case, Mary is preparing for Jesus' death. 
just as Mary was oblivious to Martha's earlier cries for help. Again, she's focused only on Jesus, not worrying about anyone else. This time, though, she finds opposition from Judas when he points out how expensive the oil was and that the money could be better used to serve the poor. Again, Jesus comes to Mary's defense. In John 12, 7-8, he responds to Judas, Let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you will have with you always, but me you do not have always. We often feel like we have to have just the right words to pray in order for God to answer our prayers. But Mary had little to say. Instead of speaking, she just showed up. She soaked up knowledge, shared her sorrow, and celebrated in worship. And Jesus praised her devotion. If we want to have that special relationship with him, we need to spend more time at the feet of Jesus. We need to study his word, soaking in every bit of wisdom and understanding we can get. We need to take our sorrows to him, knowing that words aren't necessary because he knows our hearts. And we need to just sit and worship him, knowing that each moment we have with him is a gift not to be taken lightly. Lord God, thank you for loving us so very much. Thank you for allowing us a place at your feet where we can learn, weep, and worship. Forgive us those times we get caught up in doing what is good, but is not best. Help us not to listen to those who would strive to discourage us or lead us astray. Hold us tight. Remind us that you're always there for us, even when it feels like you've abandoned us. Use our suffering for your glory. Use us to draw others near to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. That concludes today's episode of All God's Women. Tune in next week when we look at the afflicted daughter of Abraham. You may not recognize the name, but I think you'll recognize the story. Did you know that this is our 100th episode? And you know what God did to make it truly special? This week of our 100th episode, we just reached our 100th country. Yes, we have listeners in 100 different countries. How cool is that? Thank you to each and every one of you from all around the world who joins me each week as we learn more about the amazing women of the Bible and all that we can learn from them. Until next week, goodbye. If you enjoy listening to All God's Women podcast and radio show, you're going to love my brand new Women of Prayer Bible study. Get to know the character of God by studying the prayers of women in the Bible. Grab your copy today, available in paperback and Kindle.